sound of water off the coast of Agria in the Thessaly region of central Greece. Located midway up Greece's eastern coast on the Pagasetic Gulf, the town of Agria backs onto the lush forests of Mount Pelion and lies adjacent to the larger city of Volos, home to the University of Thessaly and its Laboratory of Social Anthropology. For three days this past June, a cultural center in Agria played host to an international conference featuring multimodal ethnography and ethnographic film from around the world. Or rather, Agria was one node among many around the world that took part in the Virtual Otherwise Conference, jointly organized by the Society for Cultural Anthropology and the Society for Visual Anthropology. Attendees at the Agria node could come and tune in to the conference's live stream, ask questions of panelists online, and engage in a range of node-specific activities, experiments, and workshops. Well, I would like to record my childhood sound, you know? The sounds you're hearing now, for instance, were recorded by conference goers as a part of an exercise in experimenting with recording equipment and soundscape design. In its virtual form, the Virtual Otherwise Conference encompassed presentations and audiences from around the world. But at Agria, it also felt extremely localized, being conducted primarily in Greek, featuring the work of local students and the catered food of local Pelion residents. In this Anthropod episode, we consider how virtual conferences cross local and global scales. We talk about the potential for this form of distributed engagement to unsettle the power dynamics that privilege conferences located in centers of academic knowledge production, and that privilege academics who are based in those centers. And we query the potential of multimodal anthropology for reaching new students and non-specialist audiences. I'm Nick Smith. And I'm Sharon Jacobs. And we're co-producers on this episode. A huge thanks to our assistant producers, Dimitra Morusu, Ilia Marios Haliamalias, and Olga Parthenidou Fotu, for their help in translating and overdubbing sections of the episode. As always, Anthropod is the podcast of the Society for Cultural Anthropology, the organization that convened the Virtual Otherwise Conference. All of us who worked on this episode were also involved in organizing the Agria Node. In 2018, the Society for Cultural Anthropology held its biennial meeting in a hybrid virtual slash in-person format for the first time. The hybrid model meant that conference content, academic presentations, as well as a film festival, was all available online, streaming during a three-day period. At the same time, conference participants were invited to form in-person local nodes in their own cities to engage with the conference socially and hold their own conference-related activities face-to-face. The experiment in conference format followed several rationales. One was environmental, reducing the carbon footprint produced when academics converge on a single city. Another had to do with access. The in-person SCA conference had usually been held in North America, but anthropologists are active all over the world. The SCA's 2018 conference, called Displacements, was attended by over 1,300 people from 40 countries, compared to about 200 attendees at the typical SCA in-person conference. The SCA planned to repeat its hybrid conference experiment in May 2020. Due to the pandemic, in-person local nodes did not take place as planned, but the online conference, called Distribute, helped to usher in a period of video conferencing and online anthropology. 
So this year's Virtual Otherwise Conference was the third iteration of hybrid conferencing for the SCA and marked a return for the local nodes, which were organized in York, Canada, Cairo, Egypt, and other cities, in addition to Agria, Greece. We spoke with some of the organizers of the Agria node about the experience. I'm Penelope Papelius. I'm an associate professor of anthropology at the University of Thessaly. I also run the Laboratory of Social Anthropology there, and we've taken on the organization of the Greek node this year. My name is Ben Paspali, and uh, I'm a PhD candidate in the University of Thessaly, and uh, I'm doing my ethnography about digital feminist activism against femicides in Greece. I'm also a researcher in the Greek research team of the European uh, Observatory on Femicides. We're in Agria, Greece. It's a small city outside of Volos. We're sitting now on the terrace of this cultural center where we've been holding the node, looking at the sea. I really like that we had this international stage in a really small, like in a village in Greece. And at the same time, we have all these uh, parallel um, things going on. In addition to streaming the Virtual Otherwise Conference in a large air-conditioned amphitheater of a local cultural center, the Agrion Node held its own events, including outdoor film screenings, collective podcast listening sessions, and conversations about public anthropology. Events at the Agrion Node were meant to be participatory and also to highlight the work of anthropology students who were attending the conference from the University of Thessaly in Volos, the University of Macedonia in Thessaloniki, Pantheon University in Athens, and the University of the Aegean on the island of Lesbos. It makes sense for students to be engaged in this uh, kind of practices, like presenting something in a conference in their early stages of uh, being in the university. It gives them the chance to reflect on what they do. And reflect on, on who they are. So this oh. is really a lot about sort of claiming voice for themselves, but also I think the power of multimodal forms. Things that might seem for an older generation something really new is very organic for them. One of these new forms is desktop cinema, a kind of filmmaking that presents the world as it's viewed on the filmmaker's computer desktop or smartphone screen. At the virtual otherwise Agria node, undergraduate students from the University of Thessaly presented anthropological desktop cinema works and podcasts they had made. We did this one exercise that was about their personal names. So one student just said that this is something that I've always thought about and I've always thought someday I had want to say it and now I had the opportunity to say it. My first name is Vimitra, my last name is Rosu. Vimitra called me Vimitra. The servant of God Vimitra is baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I didn't choose this name, but I'm not, I'm not a servant nor a slave. I don't know if I believe in God. I never made this choice. I have the name of a goddess who had animals slaughtered for his sake. I have the name of a deity of fertility and motherhood. Through this name I am forced to give birth. My body must become the fertile ground so that mortals can sow their seed.
Δεν είμαι θεά. I'm not a goddess, Θεό. It's funny if you think that I got my name from my grandfather. A grandfather I did not meet. I have the name of a stranger, the name of a diseased person. And yet, my first name is in every respect a name doomed by patriarchy. Father, grandfather, fertility. That was a clip of University of Thessaly undergraduate student Dimitra Morosu discussing the political significance of her name for the podcast Apotompepto from the 5th, the podcast of the University of Thessaly's Department of Social Anthropology, produced from its fifth floor headquarters. The name podcasts were created as part of the course Digital Narrative and Multimedia Productions in Anthropology. You can find them on Spotify and other digital platforms in Greek, and they were presented at the Agria Virtual Otherwise Node. The final productions, the desktop cinema productions and the podcasts, was the outcome of writing and rewriting over the same topic, because at first it was an abstract about their names, and then it was like... Um, an essay, a short essay about their names in Greek and then they had to translate it in English which is also some, some sort of task because you have this uh, like translation gap. In Agria, these student podcasts were played out loud in one of the conference common rooms for people to listen to collectively. With the creators on hand to listen along and discussions following each podcast, the idea was to think about how podcasts can be a collective experience, not only an individual one. We'll now hear a clip from Olga Parthenidou Fotou discussing the origins of her name for Apotompepto. What can I say about this? I find it euphonious, airy, small, and comprehensive, as meaning as they can give two vowels and two consonants together. Olga is East centered and comes from the Scandinavian Helga, which means sacred. To those who I introduced me when I was young, they used to answer, Oh, that's a royal name. And they were referring either to Queen Olga of Kiev, a later Saint Olga, or to the Duchess woman of King George I of Greece. But at the university, I obtained a nickname, which I now hear more than my name. Every student's username in online university services is created by the first letter of the surname and the whole name, in Latin characters. So, in my first university year, Polga was created, which I am very happy to hear from my close people, and I think it will be representative of myself in my 20s. I am glad I like my name, and I love being called Olga. in creating the conference. I think it's a it's a kind of act of hospitality and academic mm-hmm. conviviality that they participated in, which has a certain ethics and a politics. And I think that now they realize that that is part of what they're learning too. One thing that I thought was really cool about the Node was getting the community um, more involved. So if there's anything that either one of you can say to that, bringing people, like getting people engaged in anthropology, We just actually had a, yeah. a discussion about public anthropology now and if we need it or not. Um, and, but the, 
the sort of idea of also coming to this place that's a little outside of where the university is located was the sort of idea of creating this welcoming space um, that would make, you know, that what we're doing is engaging and it can be fun to do anthropology and learn about it. So we had a lot of events besides listening um, to the podcast, but also we had some workshops which were about sort of, um, one was called you know, Say It Differently, Say It Otherwise, to sort of like theatrical games of improvising how you can talk about anthropological topics to different audiences. Um, and anyway, other events in which, which you try to make participatory. In a lot of ways, the Agriano felt more like a festival than a conference. There was food and laughter, there was movement and visual art. There was also a sound booth where participants could record their thoughts in a studio setting, reflecting on anything from their own names to the experiences of the conference generally. Kalispera, Imi Canela. Good afternoon. I'm the cinnamon. And I'm the nutmeg. And today, during the improvisation, as part of the workshop Sated Otherwise, we come into conflict with the cumin, and we got fed up because of some anthropologists who were even tried, and they were the oregano. Essentially, it was a pretty nice experience, reflective about our own uh, identities, but also about the identities of others and how we can discover all this through collaboration and start redefining some meanings, which maybe we had for granted in our minds, seeing them from the rest of the people's multiple and different perspectives. The things we heard from participants at our node gave the conference a particular character in Agria. But of course, Agria was just one of the virtual otherwise nodes. In preparing this episode, we also heard from Amiko Stock, assistant professor of anthropology at the American University in Cairo and a node organizer in Cairo, Egypt. Conference events in Cairo included a film screening at Cimatec, the alternative film center, and a conference panel screening and conversation at SILAS, the Cairo Institute of Liberal Arts and Sciences. Those two notes wouldn't have been possible without the work of Simatek and Siham Shahin, communication officer and project coordinator, and Silas and Farah Halaba, resident fellow. It was also supported by a grant from the Humanities and Social Sciences School at AUC, the American University in Cairo. Professor Stock stressed that at both locations, the audience was made up of students and professors engaging with each other outside of the university environment and its formal affiliations, oriented directly towards questions of knowledge and curiosity. We are getting to rethink the conferencing model, which usually begins and ends with a conference itself, while here we have communities of thinking that are not only pre-existing the event, but also that will outlast the event. The event is just an excuse for the community to think about something today that might be very different from what they were thinking yesterday, from what they might be thinking tomorrow, but it's just really a way to get together and pursue this quest of knowledge and curiosity together. And what I think is particularly relevant to us anthropologists here is that it enables different communities around the world or different communities in the same city, but across the city in different fields 
to tune in to the same event, the same conference, but have very different interpretations of the same screenings, the same panels, the same films, and therefore different conversations. This really brings home one of the most important features of virtual conferencing, that it allows more people around the world to engage in the production of anthropological knowledge without having to fly halfway across the world and stay in a hotel to do it. In a discipline which has a long history of excluding voices, and where Western institutions continue to dominate the conferencing landscape, it feels as if virtual conferencing might be more important than ever as a tool to democratize academic knowledge production. But as was the case of the Agria note, virtual conferencing doesn't mean abandoning in-person activities. It might actually be a path towards a much more expansive and inclusive model for how we think about in-person conferencing. I think it really needs to become a more rhizomatic conference with the nodes somehow becoming more central um, rather than a sort of a central organization. So I think the, the nodes have to become more central in the planning and the really emphasis on the, on the combination of physical presence and um, the stream. The idea of the conference, I think, is still really relevant in terms of issues of access and issues of hybridity, which I do think is the future of conferences. So that's my thoughts. In producing this episode, one through line among everyone we spoke with was an appreciation for how conferencing uses anthropology to connect people. Virtual and hybrid conferences hold the promise of highlighting multiple localities at once, expanding on the connections between them, and bringing in people who might otherwise be excluded from in-person only events. With that in mind, we'll see you at the SCA's next biennial meeting in 2024, whether on a screen or in a room. Thanks for listening to Anthropod, the podcast of the Society for Cultural Anthropology. This episode was produced by myself, Nick Smith, along with Sharon Jacobs, and the support of our assistant producers, Dimitra Morusu, Ilias Haliamalias, and Olga Parthenidufotu. For show notes, please search for Anthropod on www.culanth.org. That's C-U-L-A-N-T-H dot org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show. We've just added a whole new host of contributing editors who are hard at work on Anthropod's next season. Σκάσε, ακούγαμε... ...Bootcast. Τι! Σου ευχαριστώ! Είμασταν εκεί πέρα!